is always a plus talking to you guys about the Cowboys. But b- before I go any further, uh, Derek, tell them who you are and tell them what's the show all about. This is your show. This is your platform. I know not this, Derek, for I am DDP on this platform. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I am Derek DDP. Uh, that sounds weird when put together. But yeah, from the Dallas Prospects, uh, your home for Dallas sports and all things pop culture. Uh, pretty much just ready to talk some Cowboys here. It's been a very, very active day for them with regard to, well, I guess technically it was yesterday, right. but all the news regarding Travis Frederick, we had another injury in practice that's of note. And then we had the fight, uh, that broke out where you had Demarcus Lawrence throwing a hell of a haymaker. So, no, I didn't hear about that. Talk to me about oh. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just looks like it happened on the heels of one-on-one drill. Uh, Tyron Crawford and one of the backup offensive linemen started jabbing. It looked like the lineman threw a couple little punches at uh, mm-hmm. Tyron, and then you just see Demarcus Lawrence just fly in with a haymaker. And then you had the whole you know squabble where the whole uh, whole team starts going at it, and they have to pull them apart and stuff. So it, nothing major on it, just normal <laughs> training camp stuff. But you, you do see just – Demarcus Lawrence out of nowhere, just winding way back with a punch. Mm. So I think tensions are probably understandably a little high uh, regarding everything that's happened the last couple days. We we were talking about it before we went live on the stream a little over a week ago. This was considered the healthiest team at this point in right. training camp. Now, now it's the walking wounded. You got guys falling off left and right, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's my dear old cousin, man. Or my brother. It's, it's Murphy's Law, man. I think that what can go wrong will go wrong. Murphy Law is into this thing, and he's shutting down everything. I, I, I used to say to, to myself, let's not just speak about the war of attrition. Let's not speak about injuries and things like that. Injuries is part of the game. But, dang, Travis Frederick, the guy that never missed the game before, all of a sudden now everything is snapping up on him. Now, trust me, I would rather for Travis Frederick to get his mind right, get his body healed and things like that so he can be with his lovely wife. But the uh, football side of me is saying, like, man, come on, right now? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head there. It was 83 consecutive games to start Travis Frederick's career. Never missed a game. And for that matter, neither has Zach Martin, I believe. And so you're talking about two guys there that, yeah, I mean, how many consecutive starts is that between them? Something in the neighborhood of like 120, 130. I mean, just insane the what what they could be missing. Now we are hopeful that we'll have Zach Martin back for the opener, mm-hmm. but he's not going to play any between now and then, and it's it's going to be like right up against it if he plays for week one. It sounds like so between looking at that and then considering what we have with Frederick, which is obviously the main story here. I, man, I don't know. We we were saying coming into this season that the offensive line had to be the core of this team, the identity behind which it's built. The defense we feel is better than most people give credit for, but even then we weren't expecting it to have to be like, okay, now we have to try and win low scoring games. Cause how many guys you think are going to be coming after Dak and stacking the box and all that testing this line early in the season? Everybody, and a mama, uncle, cousin is going to try to 
try to see what Looney can do. And yeah. uh, I, I already coined the fact that, you know, the center position is like the second hardest position to learn mm-hmm. and to pick up in the National Football League. We, we remember Andre Gerard, right? You know, you just yep. hike the ball over Romo's head, that wonderful game that he beat the St. Louis uh, uh, Rams at that time. Uh, Romo was able to find the ball, screw it around, get loose, get skinny, and still run up the field and uh, ultimately get like, what, 10 to 15 yards off of that play? And it was like third and forever. And yeah, he still got the yeah. first down. So uh, I don't know. As much as I love Dak Prescott, I don't know if he had that type of uh, skill set. So hopefully uh, Looney and uh, Dak Prescott can build some type of rapport between here and now so that they can uh, be on the same page come week one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a real challenge for them because even, even if Looney – and I'm hearing that Looney does look better. I mean, he's a guy who's been nothing but a, a journeyman, a career backup. But they are saying that he does look better than he has in his career prior. He's in better shape and all that. That's good. Mm-hmm. That does make me feel a little better. No matter what, it's a step off, though. You're talking about a guy that has pro football focus rated in the top one or two centers in the league every year he's been in the league, I believe. Maybe right. he had one year at like three or four. But essentially, a, a dominant center in this league. And anytime you're losing that, I don't I don't care who your backup is. You're going to be taking a step back. And right. that's another thing uh, with Connor Williams. They drafted him. And part of why they felt so secure about him was that they could put him between Tyron Smith and between Travis Frederick. So now if Frederick's out of the picture for, well, we'll, we'll get into that. But let's say he's mm-hmm. out of the picture indefinitely. We know that much at least. Then how secure do you feel now with Looney? and Connor Williams in the center of that defense. That, going, that's a little more touch and go. Right. It's, 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 it's hesitations of our thoughts of this team. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things, whereas we have to really see. And that's why I'm more leaning towards, although it may seem possible for us to just say, okay, let's rest everybody and uh, just be ready for week one. But I'm with the mindset, let's not try to uh, – Let's be prepared for this race. Let's go ahead and put Dak Prescott out there and uh, yeah. see what he's going to look like against a live competition with Looney so they can make those adjustments come this that, the following week during practice, things like that. So uh, I, I do know that we got to play safe, but caution is, is, is caution is good, but sometimes – you you have to uh, you, you, you have can to definitely be over cautious. Yeah, yeah, you can be over cautious, and 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 things like this is the, like uh, I'm gonna throw this curveball at you. Uh, let's say for instance, does this give Jason Garrett another rabbit foot? You know, or does this give Jason Garrett I, another yeah. pass on a job? You know, if, if things I, I was all thinking that collapse, you know, uh, yeah, that was one of the things that came to mind is that this might give him another get out of jail free card, but eventually those right. do run out. <laughs> I mean, Rob Ryan, the year the year that he was fired, that defense was decimated with injuries, but he still had to answer for it at the end of the year. So Garrett, he's he's dodged this several times, but man, eventually you got to just know what you got to know. And if it means risking losing like a Chris Richard or passing on another good coaching candidate that's out there and you know interviewing then i i don't think you can do that at this point regardless of what the injury situation looks like let's uh let's hit on some of these shout outs here for some of the people in here all right uh on the prospect page we got ricardo rush from charleston south carolina what's up rick Mm -hmm. 
We got a uh, DJ Chill Will Evans. I like that Chill That's Will. That's a cool name. Yeah, that is that is sweet. Yeah, we got my boy Gleh. Gleh. Got Stevie <laughs> Mac twenty three as well. Yeah, uh, DJ Chill Will saying uh, Looney Tunes. I like that nickname. Looney Tunes is solid. I like that. Yeah, doesn't matter. We're going with Looney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I like that Looney Tunes. That's gonna that's gonna probably roll with that. Yeah, the Looney, the Jumbo Looney Tune package. Yeah, so we're gonna see yeah, a lot no of them. Awesome. You know. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And on my side, you know, the first place award goes to on the chat box, the flame box. You guys know on the YouTube Law Nations 2.0 page, D Zeke Pre Elliot Experience. I love that name, man. Uh, shout out to you for being first place in the mix, and also not Jalen Smith. That's his name. That's his YouTube name. Not Jalen Smith, second place. Got to got got to wrap it thing up, man, to get in first place and lawfully uh, third place. Close but no cigar. And on my Facebook panel page, uh, the Elite Facebook panel, I have Chris Newman, Jamal Anderson, Live Like ninety five. You know who you are, Eric uh, and uh, Kerry Teagle. All you guys is in the mix. I really appreciate you guys following and tuning into the show. As we go live here and there, I thank you for being part of the nation. So, what else we have on the docket there, uh, DDP? Well, all right. So let's dive into what what the situation is with Travis Frederick here. Mm-hmm. So we know that he missed some time uh, about a week ago uh, with prolonged stingers. He kept getting stingers, and so they sent him off while they were still in Oxnard to see a spine specialist. The specialist basically ruled, "Nope, everything is structurally sound here," mm-hmm. and for guys like Jerry, they came out and they're like, oh, this is good news. Mm-hmm. Just needs rest. But it sounds like the medical team was like, uh, I don't I don't know that that's a good sign, honestly, because everything says spinal issues. So if it's not spinal issues, that means there's something else going on. And that's why when they got back from Oxnard, he went and saw several other specialists. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we find out that yesterday, I think around 4.30, he announces that he has, uh, let's see, Guillain Barr syndrome. I believe I got that right. I tried really <laughs> hard on on learning that. Sound like Guillain Dion, Dion, but it's not with a G, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes, uh, Guillain Barr syndrome. It is an autoimmune disease. Very rare. It's something like, ah, oh, man, it, it's something really low, like less than certainly less than a hundred people within a hundred thousand that'll get it. I mm-hmm. think there are three to four thousand people in the country who get it each year. It's an autoimmune disease or it's it's a syndrome, but it's because of that, it's not something that you get, quote unquote, cured of. It's mm-hmm. something that if you fully recover from it, which, by the way, between him being a well-conditioned athlete and modern medicine being what it is, he will fully recover from this. His, right. his life, his livelihood and quality of life is not going to be completely shredded by this or anything like that. And I actually have an interesting sick on the moment but he will come back the question is when it happens because when you have this when you have this syndrome it's literally your body attacking the nerves itself so it's basically Mm -hmm. eating away at the nerves in your body and before back in the day all you could really do was try and just write it out and try and um let the nerves regenerate over time. And the only other NFL player who's ever faced this is Mark Schlereth. You remember him? Yeah. <laughs> Say that last name so, again. Yeah. I'd murder this man. Sh- last. Sh- Schlereth, Mark Schlereth. <laughs> you, you're so, a pro at it. You're a pro at it. <laughs> <laughs> so in the middle of the 1993 season, 
-hmm. he was uh, diagnosed with this. And it started off with just kind of a tingly feeling in his uh, arms, fingertips, and all of that. And it actually got so bad that he got to a point where he had no feeling in his arms or legs for about six months, is what I heard him say. And he came back the end of next year and was playing again. So so you can come back from this. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of how long it takes. Now, again, modern medicine is completely different now than it was then. And he's already said himself that after talking with Travis, he knows that they've already done a couple different treatments for Travis that weren't even options for him. Mm -hmm. So they caught it early enough that he will be able to play again if he wants. You got to you got to think he wants to come back, but. It's one of those things, too. You see guys who get a few concussions in their career, and they're like, ah, maybe it's not worth it for quality of life, and they kind of peace out. And, you know, if, if that's the case, more power to them because as, pa- as passionate as we are about this, your quality of life, that's everything. Your, your family is way more important than us winning football games and all of that. So mm-hmm. uh, assuming, assuming he can come back this season, which is a possibility – I, I say possibility because I don't want to make it sound like it's a guarantee by any means. My guess is based on the timing of everything at this point, when he started treatment and everything, we're probably looking at at least the first two months of the season without Travis Frederick. And that's if he returns at all this year. So if you're Dallas, you have to prepare with the mindset being expect that we don't have him, And if he shows up, it's a bonus. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this is, this is grueling. Like if, if you get fully healed, the odds of having a recurrence reoccurrence of this is extremely slim. But if you push it too early, and God knows football, especially the center position, is a very brutal, uh, physically demanding position. If you rush it too early, you can re, re not reaggravate it, but you can basically restart the whole process, have like a relapse, and the whole thing kick in, and you're starting all over. And this thing, man, if, if it gets to its worst, like I said, Mark Schlereth couldn't feel his arms and legs. Extreme cases, you can not even be able to blink yourself. Like right. just blinking your eyes. Like this is a scary, scary thing uh, for anyone if it's not checked. And thankfully he caught it early enough. So yeah, definitely uh, thoughts with Travis Frederick and his family as he recovers from all of this. I think the prayer warriors out there need to just wrap their hands around and uh, pray uh, that Travis Frederick can get back out there on the field. Now, do you have the uh, schedule now to throw this at you as a curveball? But if he can just miss these first two months, you know, uh, and come back, I think the meat of our schedule, like the way the NFL like to uh, schedule us anyway with the harder games towards the latter part of the season, although we yeah. do play some good defense on the front end. But I think in like the uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles when we play them, the uh, Fletcher Cox of the world, the Timmy Jernigan, all those guys to play that one or play inside, uh, I guess by that time, hopefully – Williams be more poised, and if Looney Tune is still out there, uh, maybe he can uh, be more poised at that point. Or uh, we can have the emergence of uh, Travis coming back out there. But this is another conundrum, though. Yeah. I would listen to 105.3 The Fan when they were talking about Mark Slareff. I think that's how you say this man's last name, right? Slareff. Slareff. They call him Stink, right? That's his nickname, Stink. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, his nickname is Stink. So what, what they were saying is that he went from 295 pounds to 232. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of weight lost. So it took him a while to get his weight back. So not saying that Travis Frederick is going to lose that many pounds or those many pounds or however. I'm just saying here, maybe it may just be best for him to take a additional uh 
games off in order to be completely healthy like you were just lamenting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, he might just need that time to regroup, and that that's probably going to be the case. They're going to miss him because Dallas drew, considering we were 9-7 and seven last year, Dallas drew an absurdly hard schedule this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to go through the NFC South, and man, that t- that was the single toughest division in football last year. Sent three teams to the playoffs. Now, yes, the NFC has done that. The NFC East has done that itself before. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a different animal. It's a different animal when you're looking at this and you're missing your starting center. Your starting right guard might be missing sometime too. Again, he could miss that opener. It, it might be really close for him to come back. Uh, Martin, I'm referring to in that case. Mm-hmm. And who knows with Tyron's back, man. This this could get ugly on us if we're not careful. But you just got to do what you got to do. So you were talking about the schedule. Obviously, the Panthers is September 9th. Mm-hmm. Then they got the Giants, the Seahawks, and the Lions. Then you got the Texans and the Jags. So, like, there's not really an easy stretch in the schedule. And if you had to hey, say any- Before you go any further, do you remember sure. the re- prediction that I gave you uh, on on the show that we did on your show, I guess, many ways back? And I said the only game that I have us losing is, is against the uh, Detroit Lions. And that put us at, right, what, at 4-1 and one or something like that? Let me see. Like I got it right one. here. You had six and one. Six you and one. were very ambitious. <laughs> oh man, I might have to backpedal, man, like Deion Sanders on this thing. But uh, I, I can still roll with my prediction. I really think that we can surprise the Carolina Panthers. I think that their front offensive line is porous right now too. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. I think that this particular defense that we have can fly out to the ball and make wreak havoc out there and cause Cam Newton to throw some ill-advised pass. So I think we can still win the first game. The second game against the Giants, I'm still not proving – Giants still not prove anything to me. They only had one big run against a Saquon Barkley. They benched him. Uh, I think that he still – this weekend, I'm really going to have my eyes on this, on their team, whoever they play, to see if Saquon Barkley is going to be out there for the uh, their dress rehearsal. And if he's not out there, uh, I really think that we can still surprise him because it takes a while for the running back to get his legs together, right? And then yeah, week even, three is going to be a challenging game. I think this is going to be one of those games because we play Seattle Seahawks, right? Week three? Week three, yes, Seahawks. Right. So I think that same as, same as with the uh, Carolina Panthers, the Seahawks, they, they, they've they been you know hit and miss with their uh, offensive line too as well. So I think that we can still have our defense. I think Chris Richard knows the, got the scouting report on their receivers. I think that by Chris Richard, they used to te- teach defense to that team. I think we have a leg up on them. And then we play the Detroit Lions, right? Yeah. That's when we get our first L. And then, every, and then from on there, we – we roll things together because we get uh, Belly Irvin back and David Irvin, however you want to call him, we get him back. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll that help. And we think yeah. that the defense is going to be better than people are giving it credit for. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to have to be now because before we were saying, hey, they just have to make up for a receiving core that we don't know what is. And, you know, I, I know I say receiving core, that's also kind of lumping in the tight ends as well. Mm-hmm. Before we were just looking at it saying like that, that they just have to overcome that. Well, now... Our running game, that's the identity of the team, might not be as effective as we were expecting. I mean, th- we were looking at Zeke thinking that he he could very well be another MVP candidate season. And now, I don't know. If, if, we, don't have, if we don't have Travis Frederick, 
and we miss any other time with another lineman. That was the other thing I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't get into it specifically, but Lyle Collins comes up with a bad limp in practice today. Mm. Now, he says he's fine, but we heard that that Frederick was fine. Two years ago, we heard that Romo was fine. Jerry said Romo could have gone back out into that preseason game, and look what happened. Oh, man, come on, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt anytime the player or the team says something because their perception is always going to be – their perception is always going to be – best possible outcome right Mm -hmm. they're not looking at it in terms of that and whether if it's the team maybe they're trying to think like in terms of like a bargaining kind of situation where it's like okay if we're about to have to go out and try and get a replacement player for this we don't want to tip our hand how desperately we need it which i understand that but regardless lying is lying in this situation so you, you have to take everything with a grain of salt and i kept saying for a while with frederick man there's some serious red flags here and even after his spinal thing, I was like, uh, okay, they're saying this dispels that, but I, I just don't know. I just don't know. And then we find out that yesterday, and it's like, okay, so there you go. He mm-hmm. said he was cool initially. The team said he was cool, that he was get, you know, they said he was cool. And then we hear, oh, no, he's actually coming back to see two more experts. And it's like, oh, something's not cool. Something's not cool at all. What is this? And I always like to think, uh, think uh, optimistically. Uh, you, have you ever got a cold or have you ever uh was sick with something and you start looking up your uh like the doctor say okay your first doctor say okay just take this penicillin it's gonna be okay uh, the yeah. doctor say get some rest and then you go on WebMD and you type in those symptoms and it was scared of living you know what out of you and you're sitting there saying oh i'm about to die you know i just can only hope and pray that uh maybe he can be misdiagnosed or something and maybe he can just snap back up and just get out there and be ready to play. You know, get all the feelings back and just be be one of those stingers. He can be just be really a stinger. You know. Yeah. But I'm not a, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not putting it out there that that's what's going on. But you know, sometimes we do try to uh, speak things, and then it happened the way that we kind of continuously continuously look for. You know, just just trust me. Somebody in the chat box. Somebody on the Facebook panel. You, you type in the symptoms of your of your sickness or your ailments on WebMD, and it makes you feel like, man, whoa, I'm about to die, you know, or I have the worst of the worst possibilities going on with me right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, there there is something to that. But, I mean, in this case, he, he got, got, in, got his report from probably the best experts we can hope for, and that's that's the reality of it. And, thankfully, they caught it early enough that, he didn't get to the point where he suddenly couldn't walk or something like that. Cause it sounds mm-hmm. like, uh, it sounds like a real mean SOB to have to deal with. If this thing starts going, you just suddenly lose all strength and ability to walk, can't walk straight, uh, have trouble even just standing or anything like that. So can you hear me? Yo, oh, yeah, we got man. big What's game up? in the house. Big game, James. <laughs> hey, What's up? Nothing much, man. You can't say game without big game, James in this thing, man. What's good, man. What's good, man? What's good? I got in here. I told you my laptop is sucking right now. It took me like 30 minutes for this joker to come on. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're good, man. You're good, man. Uh, Hey, that's what I tell everybody, man. Um, If you guys supporting Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James page, they got a Patreon. Every penny counts because, hey, we can get new equipment. We can get new cameras. We can get new everything just by you guys supporting the nation. But how you been feeling, though, fam? I've been feeling good, you know, just living every day, day to day, 
kind of hurt by the, I know you already been talking about the news. I snuck in and was listening, but I'm sure we already know everybody's been talking about it. Uh, just a, a messed up situation. I don't never, I don't know about that, uh, you know, disease or anything about it. Uh, I definitely like to read up on it, but you know, hearing, I think the biggest thing when I heard about Mark Slareth saying that he had it in the 93 season mm-hmm. and Slareth was a dog and he, I'm trying to think, did he miss time in that 93 season? I'm like going, trying to go back, uh, but he recuperated well. You saw, seen his career. Right. So that's what gives me hope when somebody like Slayer says, hey, look, I had it. I dealt with it. And look, he, he went on to have a, a hell of a career. So that gives me hope that everything. And like they said, he's young and they caught it early. Uh, but you know what? His health is first. So forget everything about football. Um, forget everything about that. Let him rest as long as he needs. You know, we don't yep. need to rush him back. We don't need to, uh, you know, because even when we had the situation with Dez and even Romo, we wanted those guys back so bad because of the year we had with 2014. And it was like we felt like our year was washing away when we had those all those losses and Romo could come back in that Miami game. But Romo wasn't ready. You knew he wasn't ready. And when he played that Carolina defense, I remember when I first saw that game, but when it came on, I said, Romo getting hurt. You could see it. You could feel it. You could feel it in the air. You could feel Carolina was going to go after him, and they knew about that shoulder, and it wasn't fully healed. Yep. And what happened? Broke right back. And Des Bryant came back a little bit too quick. Then when he came back, because we wanted him, we needed him, we, we were trying to get back and get in that playoff run. And he wasn't better. He wasn't ready. Uh, but, you know, he came back to try to, you know, do it for the team. So that's where probably he has some ill feelings. Not on That's a different subject, but that's why he might have some ill feelings too. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. So this is a situation with Travis Frederick. We don't need to rush him back. This is serious. This is the rest of his life. And that's what he needs to deal with. And we just need to find Joe Looney needs to. Uh, yep. Yeah, Joe Let's Looney see needs here. To step it up, man. One one way Let's or another. Figure out. Shout out Kevin Turner here as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Savage Time. Hey, uh, James. Yes, Big sir. Game James, man. How do you feel about does this? And I hate to speak negatively, but uh, does this give room for Jason Garrett? to uh, extend his career as a coach if things if the bottom fall out. He can say, well, hell, I lost my starting center. Yeah, does he have a get-out-of-jail-free card? You know he does. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you, I, and everybody else in the whole world should know that he's got his another ace in the hole because the first thing I say is Travis Frederick. We didn't have everybody on the line. We didn't. Everything shouldn't be perfect, and this is the NFL football I don't care how they're trying to make it safe with that stupid rule that they got. It still ain't going to be safe. This is a gladiators. I mean, what Athens and Greece is what they were watching, right? Gladiators. So we get hyped on. We watch. We want to see the hitting. We want to see the catastrophes. And those guys sign up for it because they know it. I mean, when you play a sign up for football, you know it's going down, right? True that. So, I mean, I don't understand what what's any different, but he's going to use that excuse if Travis Frederick or we have a down year. Which even with I'm honestly, I'm I don't have the worry. Like I've seen a lot of people with sky is falling. Now I ain't gonna lie. When Zach Martin got hurt, I was kind of worried about Zach Martin. I don't know why. Like really, and Travis Frederick is a beast, but I really like Zach Martin, and I just felt like Zach Martin is is a big key. And I mm-hmm. feel like 
you know what? We've had centers like Al Johnson, Andre Gerard, Andre, Andre Gerard was nasty, but Al Johnson, guys like that that have been able to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. Hey, some when, help. Travis Frederick is not there. Yeah. When trials and tribulations come our way at the start of the season around this time, uh, you, you remember 2014, Sean Lee went down, right? Mm-hmm. And then we Zach went off into a run. And then, uh, 2016, uh, Tony Romo went down. Then we went on a good run. So maybe, just maybe. Uh, Not 2015, game. though. Right. I'm trying to no, fit the narrative. It. Y'all can work with me. I'm trying no, to work this narrative going. out, man. Can y'all that, let me have this narrative? Can you let me have this narrative? Can you let me have this narrative? You got it. You got it. You can be inspiring or you can be right, Law. You can't be both. Yeah. I'm trying to fit this thing right, man, because I love the silver and blue, man. And I'm trying to figure out how can this team win? win how can they have everybody ready to beat on this thing called the nfl and win the nfc east i look back and i recall myself looking at this deep blue series that the dallascowboys.com uh the guys from that uh, website they put together i think it was uh, Derek egerton and all them all them boys uh you remember the game uh, emmett smith the cold shoulder I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys had every right at that point to say, hey, Emmett, we're going to sit you down. We're going to put you down right now because this, this, this is worth too much of a risk. We're going to see what these other guys can do. But no, they still put him out there with a half of a shoulder almost, and he was still He put himself out there. He put himself out there because he said, this game means too much. I'm not coming out. Because yeah. they said they were going to just use him as a decoy. In the first few plays, because I remember that game. The mm-hmm. first, I don't remember it like that because it was long ago, but I remember the game. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, the, he, they were using him as decoy, and I remember he was he when he started getting that ball, he was running that ball, and I remember I was feeling so bad because he was taking them hits, but he 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 went all out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, how many teams have we seen time and time again that have some major injuries and still make it through? We have to be able to get over the hump. And just because we have an injury, if we have one injury like that and we fall off, then we were never a playoff team. Hey, and, and I, I want to piggyback off just what you just said, too, as well. It wasn't easy. A lot of people thought it was easy. But think about this. Although they had to win the Giants game to give themselves a break, right? They had to return to play Green Bay. Green Bay wasn't a slouch at that time. Then they had to return and they had to play the 49ers, you see. So the road mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl never been easy, but a lot of people look back and they reflect and say, okay, Jimmy Johnson was able to get two Super Bowls within so many years, and then ultimately uh, the other coach who came in, Barry, was able to uh, win a Super Bowl within those years. I know we're talking about the 90s, but what people, what people fail to realize that the coaching – the coaching was able to elevate everyone. The coaching was able to tell to everybody to say, after they lost that uh, Thanksgiving game against uh, Leon Lett, right? Mm-hmm. They said, well, well was it Leon Lett? Yeah. He said, yeah. hey, we have to win on our run. We got to make a run. run from here. You know, uh, that's a coach that's really elevating everybody to say, hey, we cannot lay down at this point, even if we do have some strange injury. Not saying that Travis Frederick needs to be out there, but what I'm saying is right now, 
I don't know, Big Game James. I haven't heard of your thoughts of this. Are you with the belief of resting Dak Prescott this come preseason game? Because to me personally, I'm saying to myself, Dak Prescott is still not a seasoned quarterback. He's still coming into his third year. There are things that he don't have to be a rapport with with Looney Tune. If not, then we're going to see the ball going over his head, ball uh, being fumbled within the snap. And you, you know, the game of football is all about margins. Those one or two games that you lose can be one or two too many. A la, look at last year, Ryan Switzer fumbling the ball in the Green Bay game, uh, the ball bouncing off the body of T. Will. Rams. Yeah, yeah, Rams and all this stuff. So the margin is very slim. But I want to know your thoughts, man. Help me out. Get me off this ledge. Well, when I look at the top and the great teams, a lot of them look at those injuries and be like, we're still playing. I mean, this is the game of football. When you start getting scared, you lose. That's what's been our problem, hasn't it? You're right. Why, why do you think the Philadelphia Eagles won? And then Peterson was saying that uh, when you get when you play scared, when you play conservative, you don't win. You understand what I'm saying? Injuries are a part of the game. Yes, you have to. You're scared. You, they're scared. Everybody. You don't want this. We're all we're worried about our season. But guess what? You could hide Ezekiel Elliott the whole preseason in a first freaking handoff. He could blow his Achilles. Then what? Right. You know what I mean? It does not. They need reps. And to, to go to your point, yes, Dak Prescott needs to play now more than ever because he needs to get the rapport with Joe Looney. And just like you said, no disrespect to Dak, I love you, but who is Dak Prescott to be sitting out the third preseason of the game when that's the dress-up game? He ain't no damn Aaron Rodgers. He ain't no damn Tom Brady to be sitting out the third preseason dress rehearsal game like he's got it all together. He needs reps. He needs to work. He needs to get reps with the, the receivers in the third preseason game when everybody's playing. Man, so what? He needs to you get the one, reps with. You, I'm sorry. You got one offensive lineman, though, of your starters, If assuming Tyron plays that game. you had uh, Today, you had another one go down, Lyle Collins, with a bad ankle sprain. Uh, he says he's okay, but we haven't had any actual tests or anything done on it. Do you still run your starting quarterback out there with one starting offensive lineman and one with a questionable back at that? Well, this is the thing. Uh, those prepared for the I didn't war. Mean, yes. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm not. Yes. I'm not, not going to make it yes. a debate show. But what I'm saying is, those prepared yes. for the war are willing to understand what's going on in the war. This is the thing. Third week of the game, right? Third week of the season. Is we playing against Seattle Seahawks. Zach Martin goes down, and I hate to say this, but I'm gonna knock on some wood. Or uh, Elias Collins go down. I mean, you got Dak Prescott there. Are you going to forfeit the game, or are you going to try to play it out? You know, I think that. It, it counts so much when your players, your starting players go down, it's for you to get out there. And you, if you play scared, you're going to get hurt. You're, you're going to get injured. That's what it you is. Play I mean, you're speed. playing scared. Yeah. That's what it is. You're playing scared. Jerry Jones is scared. He's scared because he's he's scared because he had Zeke Elliott six. I mean, this is what it is, in my opinion, my mm -hmm. humble opinion. He had Zeke sit out six games last year. All that hurt him. Oh, it hurt. You don't want to have to go through that again. So, nope. You know what, Zeke? You ain't playing no preseason games because I don't want to have to even worry about that. Now, Dak Prescott, you have these few injuries that are going on. You know what? I'm too worried about this season. I don't want anything to happen. We got to have things coming in. We got to have a good season. New regime. Dez is not here. Witten's not here. We got to have our stars on the field so we can keep that money. We got to sell out. You don't think they're not thinking that? Yeah, that's the truth. Hmm. That's all I have to say, It's man. about that money, too. Yeah, Don't think it ain't. 
about that moolah, baby. That's that, that, that Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott bring hella fine money into this uh, team right now. Now, I do yep. know that we look like Boo Boo the Fool at the first play and first snap of the game. Dak Prescott got to go out there and he snap up everything. But it can but, happen. But I don't like it. Anyway. But, Lord, I, I feel know. you, but I hate I, hearing that. I hate hearing it, too. <laughs> it's, it's like I hate hearing that because it can. this is football, folks. It can happen in any play of the game. Regular season, preseason is football. It does not matter. You don't. You can't play scared. When you're out on the football field and you're playing football, if you're going out there playing scared, you're going to get hurt. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. You're going to get super hurt because, number one, you're going you're to play that way and they're going to see it. When they see it, they're going to smack you. You get what I'm saying? And you're going to get hurt that way because they're going to come after you because they're going to smell it. And people, when those teams play fearful or scared, they lose. How many times have we seen teams that get a big lead and then they start getting all conservative? They don't want to lose the lead. We can, we're up by 21. We can hold them off. No, next thing you know, that team is throwing three touchdowns. Everybody's standing up, and now they, they got a game. Now they're scrambling because they don't know what the hell to do because they got lax. How many times have we done that damn prevent defense when we're up by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and next thing you know, this team is right back on us? You know that's what I'm saying? Our, because we're playing hope. scared. That's our only hope. That's our only hope is that uh, now that we have the Chris Richard implementing his system out there. And right. I did see this several times in the first two small samples that I got a chance to watch is that on third and long, he still had the guys playing press, man, playing up tight on the line. Now, although they got burned a few times with number 32 getting lost in space and some of the other younger DBs out there. But I still like the mindset. I still like the mentality of saying, okay, we're not giving you anything. You got to earn everything. And I think this is the new path of the way that the Cowboys have to play. My only reservation now is the fact that they're resting their starters on this offense. And, and that's one thing that I'm really saying to myself. I know for sure that Dak Prescott is young. I do know that we got a plethora of injuries on that front offensive line. But would it be nice for us to understand how he's going to look with those backups because injuries could occur any time in the season? Why not be prepared for it, you know? But I know it's, it's, it's the endless conversation, whereas we, we would never find a medium ground here, though. DDP? Yeah, uh, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, I think. Right. I think. I think if you have another significant injury by playing a guy that we're going to be somewhat kicking ourselves about it, saying, like, well, we went about it the right way, but – you know, it, it's a risk all the same. And if you don't, then you risk them not getting that extra time to develop reps, develop chemistry and all of that. And that could hurt us, especially if we're already, if we're already going to be in a situation where we don't have Travis Frederick, which like I said, I would say minimum the first two months of the season, probably gone. If not the whole year, if you get him back at all this year, bonus points, but you're already looking at that situation with the starting offensive line your interior might not be as reinforced as it's been for you the past several years. You might have to really trust your receivers more and be able to lay it out there for them to make a play. And so not getting this time to develop that, not maximizing that time to build that rapport with your receiving core could come back and hurt you in that regard. So that's, like I said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. No doubt. What's the other top you got on that uh, radar there? Let's see. So, we want to talk a little bit about this upcoming preseason game they got here, uh, or would you guys rather 
talk about the situation with some of the backups, whether that be the defense blowing two nice leads in the first two preseason games or the general of the backup quarterback play to this point. Dealer's choice. I can't say dealer's choice if I'm the dealer. <laughs> Your choice. What you got, James? Oh, man, I'm going to leave that up to you, big dog. But I do want to say, DDP, I love your office. It look, it looks so plush and professional and look so businesslike. Oh, this yeah. is uh, – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> having to think. I was like – I was like, thought you were looking at the stream. And then I was like, wait, 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 you're, you're in a different view. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, with that being said, the uh, you said the uh, the backups, right? The, the quarterbacks and and who else? Oh hey, shout out to uh, Brennan Scala for the uh-huh. donation on super chat. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. you donation yeah, appreciate to help you. the nation. I really appreciate that. We all appreciate that. All <laughs> yes, right, sir. so uh, this is the thing with the backup. I think that's the first prospect donation on super chat. That's what's up. I Man, like we need we need a gauntlet or or a bell or a horn. I, I got the uh, Minnesota Vikings Ooh. horn. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like that. yeah. <laughs> I don't have. I like I'm gonna have to find a bell or something that relates to the Cowboys. But we're gonna use that that Viking horn right now. Whenever somebody make the donation, y'all make the donation to either Silver and Blue Nations page or the Dallas Prospects uh, super chat that help us out tremendously, especially as it relates to production down the line. But this is the thing. Uh, Mike White and uh, Cooper Rush, uh, they didn't Cooper look Rush. they didn't look too too spectacular this uh this preseason game. And I do know that people can argue the fact that they are in the, against up, the backups. But this is the thing. Um, I think that, you know, uh, it's a long shot now for number 85, you know, uh, to make this team Noah Brown if he don't get out there and show show the Cowboys nation something. If he don't show the coaching staff something, then he may find himself on the uh, on the shoe out, you know, on the way out versus uh, making an impact to this team. Outside of that, uh, I really want to see number 44. I, w- I want to see him play a little bit more. I think that Darius Jackson have a, a, a axe to grind, a, a point to prove that he can run in, in, on the Cowboys and be on the Cowboys team. So, those are the guys I'm looking for as far as offensively. Okay. Well, I, if I want to jump on that, I can bounce off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Darius Jackson is the better back. He, I think he proved it. I know Bo Scarborough, had, everybody said he had the big game, but if you look at his runs, he had one big run. Mm-hmm. And it was like for 28 yards. If you go by his yards per carry, if you take away that big run, he ran like eight carries for maybe like five yards. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it wasn't as big as he's, it was. He wasn't overpowering when he scored in the one-yard line. And I'm not dogging anything about Bo Scarborough, but just talking about why he is not ready and the reason why he fell in the seventh round. He really just offered straight-line running back. You know what I mean? They start putting him on special teams on punt returns, but really doesn't offer too much as a receiver where you saw Jackson. So when he was getting the ball, he was elusive. You could see when he was getting through the hole, he was elusive through the hole. He wasn't a straight-line runner. He could get in the hole and see the hole and get out of it. There was a couple of runs where he was in that hole and you thought he was going to get stopped and he broke out and had big runs and he was explosive when he got through the hole. Also, he had four catches the last game, I believe, as well. So he can't catch out the backfield. This is, I believe, his third year going on right now as well. He set out a lot of the injuries and we liked him when we drafted him with the 2016 class. We were all hurt when we let him go. Mm-hmm. I just think he's he offers more right now than Bo Scarborough. 
And I think if Bo Scarborough got over him, it'd just be because they're in love with him and it's the Alabama thing, not because he's the better player right now. Yeah, that that's a good point. Uh, I, I do think Jackson probably brings more to the table right now than Bo does. And, I mean, Bo is the first guy that we've had that we've had from Alabama since 2001, I think, as far as a draft pick is concerned. Uh, so it, it's really weird in that case because you would think about it. Saban is part – or Saban – Garrett was part of Saban's coaching tree. That's what I was trying to say. So that that's a little bit of an odd development there that you would not in all this time gone to that well prior. But it is a seventh-round pick we're talking about here for Bo Scarborough. And it is a guy who's had multiple knee surgeries. I can't remember if he blew out the same knee twice or each knee once, if you recall that. Uh, feel free to correct me. But regardless, it is a guy who's had his share of injuries and everything. And it is a low draft pick. So I, I'm not opposed to if, if Darius Jackson fits better right now, rolling with that, unless you're just really convinced that long-term Bo Scarborough is the better option in this case. But I, I was one of those people who wasn't happy that we let – uh, Jackson get away the first time, so I would very much like to hang on to him this time around. No doubt, man. Hang on to him, man. And then also looking at this defense, uh, I really want to know what Cam Kelly, uh, the other guy, uh, his name is at the tip of my tongue. Robinson? Uh, yeah, tri- yeah, Tyree Robinson. Uh, I want to know what those two guys are going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to know if they can squeeze out a J. Ron Johnson. I do. Hey, he's a, he's a Boise State, you know, uh, God is going to be like a veteran help out there. I want to know if these young guys can outbeat and outperform him. And then also, I'm really intrigued at looking at what number 74 can do additionally against the, uh, I guess, number one team's uh, offensive line. I want to see what he's going to look like and see if that can translate to the uh, every down uh, defensive end. Uh, I'm not worried about Taco. I think Taco have grown and developed uh, during, during this offseason. I'm not worried about D-Law and everybody else. Um, only thing else I want to look at, too, is uh, maybe a Joe Thomas. I want to see if that consistent, uh, great, excellent linebacker play can just uh, move forward to this uh, dress rehearsal. So I'm really looking at those guys uh, this coming game. I feel you. I like that defense. If you got to ask me if any defense is my thing, if I'm looking at players – um, I don't know if Cam Kelly makes it. I definitely think Robinson has a better ch- What'd you say, fam? Like he showed more. Yeah. Especially especially the last game he showed more. Showed more of his physical presence and his size. I think that's the thing that I wanted to see. You know, he's got a he's a good I mean, I saw him in, in, in person. He is about a good six three, like a solid six three. You know, two fifteen can get bigger. I just want to see him if he was getting physical. And he was doing that in that game. And that's, I feel like, it's going to be, kind of be an edge with him. Um, also, I, I, I do like the Joe Thomas, but I kind of want to see what's going to be, who's going to win out that last battle between Covington and Marsh Lillard. I want to see if Lillard is going to uh, still, he's always around the ball, not really making a lot of tackles, but he's around that ball. And I just want to see if they'll keep him over Covington because Covington was the, was the draft pick. And I know how they love the draft picks. Rather than somebody, he I think Lillard's only on a one or two year deal. Also on that defensive line, um, uh, Armstrong to me, I don't really need to see him with them ones because I feel like he's really going to be that guy that's coming off on them third downs, on those passing rush downs when he's really going to be effective. I don't know if he's going to be that guy right now that's going to come in uh, on them first teams, but I definitely love. He's just going to be one of them 
them explosive off the bench players. I feel like he's going to be a guy that can maybe get five, maybe even six sacks just off the bench mm-hmm. because he's explosive. Um, he's not playing every down. He has those moves. He's played against Tyron Smith. He, he's been doing work against those guys. So I think he's going to surprise people. And when he's coming on that third down, people aren't going to expect things from him. Also, I had said earlier on my page, and I seen Marcus Marshall and some other people say this, how Tyron Crawford, and I, a shout out to my guy, Ryan Humphrey, if he is listening to us, because he's been talking to me in my inbox for a long time, saying Crawford was going to go back to the defensive tackle position. I said he wasn't because I didn't think – and since he lost that weight, I didn't think they would right. just put him back there, even though he needed to go. Uh, but you saw that he was going there. But I think the main reason why he's going back to the defensive tackle, because now you have your right defensive end. You have Randy Gregory now. You have Dorrance Armstrong Jr. right there. Now it's a luxury to put Tyron Crawford back at the three-tech and plays because he plays better at that position anyway, and he's not a great defensive end. He's a better defensive tackle. But now you got your right ends solidified and then coming with Lawrence and then Taco. I'm not talking talk, talk too much. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you but, good. Uh, Dayton Jones, the, the opposite tackle, the one tech. I think Woods maybe stranglehold that position right now because he's kind of pushed out Ward. Ward was the guy they traded for. He's a freaking huge dude. Like, he's big. But it looks like he, Woods is just more aggressive. Uh, that's what I was going to ask is how you felt about Jihad Ward and if he's in jeopardy of not even making this team now. Yeah, I mean, he really has to step up because you've seen that what they're going to do with Coney Ely because mm-hmm. he's not doing it at DN and they're moving him to D-tackle as well. You still got Dayton Jones out there. You still got Brian Price out there who haven't been bad. Um, they just got, uh, Daniel Ross has showed, showed plays too, and he's got good size. So that's what I want to see at that one tech and that defensive tackle because David Irvin hopefully is coming back. So I want to see who's going to be in that mix at that tackle position and who's really going to make it because that's going to be a fight to the end right there. Yes, indeed. Somebody's going to get chopped off, man, uh, around week five. You know, when they bring David Irvin back, they're going to have to get rid of somebody, right? So somebody's yeah. just going to be just like, hey, if you got three games to prove it or four games to prove it or you lose it, so they better be balling. They better be hungry. If not, then if all of them ball, I think that with the philosophy of this defense and this defensive staff – uh, coaching staff, I think that if everybody balled, then they may say, okay, we'll cut somebody out of out of a different department. Maybe it'll be a running back. Maybe it'll be one of those tight ends. But if not, then they'll cut one of those guys on their defensive front and they bring in David Irving. Here's, here's a question with that. Mm-hmm. Now, this would be – you, you got to know before you do this, obviously, the the updated prognosis and everything for Travis Frederick – but do you consider putting Travis Frederick on the, the, the eight short game. term? Yes, the eight game IR mm. with the ability to return. And is that how you carry a guy for a while and then give yourself more time to decide? I'm definitely not opposed to that. Right. I'm definitely yeah, I'm not thinking, opposed to I'm that. I'm always thinking here. I, I definitely like that because <laughs> that's because if you look at it at the end of the day, I feel like if he was, I feel like. In my heart, that it would, we would be rushing him if it was two, just the two or three games. I feel like we we would be rushing him. I feel like he just needs to chill. You know what I mean? Like he just really needs to chill. When uh, Ari, shout out to Ari. Ari had brought this up. Like you know, it's concerning that you know we're talking about stingers. Like when that was concerning to me, when they said that he was having stingers. You feel me? Yeah. Like when people have stingers. 
that 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 that's like you're you're using your shoulders and yeah. he's having a I minute mean, you're using that every play and mm-hmm. and you're getting hit every play right there that's already like drew alarm like stingers in the shoulder man that's not good and i just wanted to be quiet though but uh i think a game uh or, uh injury reserve that short-term reserve would be great i think he just needs to sit out i think he needs to rest and i think we just need to have joe looney and maybe look on the waiver wire Mm-hmm. Um, see who else is out there, and we have to make do because this happens. I mean, this happens in the NFL. Injuries happen every day in the NFL. You got to step up and move on, and that's what we have to do right now because Travis Frederick needs to worry about his health. We need to get mm-hmm. people in there and worry about these games because the train don't stop because a player got hurt. Right, and you don't go home. I always like to reference this movie, man, 300. You know, you remember that little hunchback of Notre Dame-looking guy? Yeah. And he yeah. wanted to be a part of the war. He wanted to be part of the 300 Spartan men's, and he was like, he was like, lift this shield, you know. And he was saying yeah. a, part of, a part of our uh, tactics is that everybody had to be on the same page. And, uh, and even if the soldier goes down, even if it's 299 of them, they continue to fight, you know. So this is the mentality that we have to have. Remember, I always say this. Let's start the fight. Let's continue to fight. And then we're going to finish this fight. And this is what we got to do. We do not need to retreat. We need to have everybody being able to hold that shield up. This is war. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, the backups, man, Mike White looks like he definitely needs to be stashed on practice squad. He's got the cannon of an arm, but I'm not seeing it from him yet. Cooper Rush, he's dropped off a bit as well from his magical preseason last year when he went from being undrafted to having the entire fan base basically demanding that he make it over Kellen Moore, which, by the way, I'd still go with that today. But he's he's not looked that great either, but he hasn't yet had the main uh, offensive line or anything like that. He hasn't had the same quality of players around him and i think that's hurt him as well i also think he doesn't have as high of a ceiling in general he doesn't have the arm strength of a mike white uh and i think that that limits him a little bit if he's your backup quarterback again this year but you run into a problem where dak misses any time ooh, i i do not feel good about this team right now and i think dallas might need to take a hard look at looking outside of its organization for a backup I mean, when is the final cut day when everybody's going to be out there on the street? After the last game. It's after after the, last the very season. last game. So, is there one major cut down like they did last year? Yes. So <clears throat> Good. They should stay with that every year. Right. So quick math, there's going to be, if it's 32 teams, da, 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 they got to get down to 53 roster. There's going to be at least minimum of 1,000 people out there, right? Collectively, there should be 1,000 players out there. Out of that 1,000. There should be at least one veteran quarterback that you can pick from or at least one veteran other position that we really need that's going to be out there that teams then fell in love with their uh, draft pick and they say, okay, we're going to get rid of this, this, uh, this older guy that's on our team. And I think with this new philosophy, we're going to see all the players. We have enough tape on all the guys for at least four preseason games, those who, uh, who played, right? And then we can say, okay, just like somebody scouting our uh, quarterback department, we should have our scouting team scouting their quarterback department. So I yep. think that this team should at least go with two quarterbacks 
and uh, and just be done with it. They shouldn't try to keep the three. I think that we can utilize some of that uh, that that other spot somewhere else on his roster to help this team out. That's just my notion. Hey, here's a another injury thing I see people asking about here oh, on Facebook oh, chat. I just jumped. No, no, no. This is actually just an update on a guy we already knew about. Okay. Uh, so Xavier Woods. Uh, I know with his hamstring injury, he's probably looking at missing at least the first game, maybe returning week two versus the Giants. But they're they're going to be in a bind on that because they are thin at safety. So they got like one healthy safety because you lost Jamil Showers in that same preseason game. He tore his, I think it was ACL. So he's out. And they're going to have to figure out something with that because who is it that they have? Tyree? Robinson. Is that the... Right. Yeah. Number 23. Yeah, that's the only... That that's like the only safety we got beyond Jeff Heath, and I I mean you can move Byron back there, but man, talking about we've been celebrating this whole off season that Byron got moved finally to where he can be most effective again, and because of this injury pinch situation, you might have to temporarily at least make him available at that spot. I do not feel good about that. But they made, they made if, two pickups. They, they picked up Jaron Johnson, and then they pick up a Dominic. Uh, Sanders. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the, Sanders. I know a little better just because of the Georgia team, but <laughs> 16, I'm still better. Sixteen ints. That's a lot of interceptions, man. Taking the yep. ball away, and with Georgia. So I mean, like, why? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, we'll see. I don't know about the Johnson kid. I'm gonna keep it real. I don't really think he's gonna do anything for us at all. I think Sanders. If anybody has more hope, but I don't really think the Johnson kid. He's been in the. No, league you know who long. Johnson is? Uh, big game, James. He he's uh, Robert Blanton. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember Robert Blanton? Yeah. That's yes. who Johnson is, man. I mean, I remember when you showed the video of. Uh, well, I just seen the video of Johnson. I'm gonna keep it real. When you yeah. showed the video of Johnson, when you did your uh, your breakdown, mm-hmm. and I looked, I said, I'm not sharing that. Shout out Brandon Newkirk <laughs> for another donation. You did a hell of a job. No, I'm talking about you did a hell of a job, but right. I was just like, no. That's the Robert Blanton. I remember I was saying, like, look. He, he might not even be on the team. I'm not sharing him. <laughs> hey, hey, hey some people I don't share because I don't think you're going to make the team. So you're not going to get on my page because you're going to get cut. Thank you for tuning hey, in to the Law Nation Film Session as we take a deeper look at Robert Blanton. Remember that? And then yes, and I was guy. like, I'm not sharing him. <laughs> <laughs> not going to make the team. Not sharing hey. him. Hey, How are we sharing him? We got a uh, another super chat here uh, from Brandon Newkirk. Uh, he says, shout out Lawline DDP. Uh, and he's asking James for a – talking about that damn bend from Randy Gregory. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, damn, that damn bend. I mean, we already know. Uh, and also, it's not just Randy Gregory has that damn bend. Dorrance Armstrong Jr. has yeah. that damn band too. I've seen it. I've seen it a couple of times. That boy gets up underneath you and just it's so pretty when you see it. But listen, we've seen it. I mean, this kid hasn't played in two years, right? Two years. Right. And you already see the explosiveness. We were talking about, well, at least I was talking about, you won't see the real Randy Gregory until next year, which you probably may not see. But that dude next year, if he's staying good and healthy, that dude next year is going to be phenomenal. I said before, he is a once-in-a-lifetime type player. I just feel like he is. He has that unique size. And he and when you see those guys that are like that 6'6 and that 2, he was a 225, but he's like 240. He's the perfect weight now, like 245 mm-hmm. and that long arms and that bend. 
Dude used to play basketball. I tell people when those guys play basketball and they have that length like that, they're better football players. They just are. And they just have that 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 herky-jerky movement that you kind of can't guard. And it's hard for an offensive lineman to kind of stay with him because he can do you kind of like a basketball move. And they don't have that good enough feet to stay with him. And, man, that's why you're going to see him do work. And he's just going to make everybody else better. Mm-hmm. Taco Charlton? Demarcus Lawrence is a freaking animal. Did you watch him? Mm. Are you watching his hand placement? Are you watching his hand placement every play? He is killing these dudes with his hands. He's doing these rip moves on these dudes, and these dudes are dumbfounded. Mm. Demarcus Lawrence is going to have another big year. That's why I'm excited about our defensive line because now we actually have the time. We actually have been. We actually have what we've been waiting for: people that can get after the quarterback. That's what we have been wanting for so long. For so long, at least I freaking have, is guys that can get after the quarterback. You don't tell me you don't get geeked up. I hate the Giants and them, but you can't tell me when they had Usamura and, and Strahan and and uh, 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 what's, what's the other big boy's name? Um, what's his name? He had the big neck. They had all them damn linebackers yeah. and D linemen. They were just coming after you every single play. It, it's hectic. You don't NASCAR, know where they're coming from. You know what package. I'm saying? Yeah. That NASCAR package, you don't know where they're coming from, and it just makes your defense so much more treacherous, especially when you don't have to blitz. That's the whole model of Ron Marinelli's defense. He doesn't like to blitz. He likes to stunt, and he likes to use his front four to get pressure. Now we finally have the guys that can do it, and it'll make our offense more better because now we can have guys that can sit in coverage better because we don't have to send blitzes all the time. Hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. I can't wait, man. You guys get me ready for the real deal, man. I can't wait for week <laughs> one. I'm tired Hell of all yeah. this. And that's what I was getting a little bit mad because they talking about resting the starter. I'm like, I've been waiting for all this time. I want to see the real deal, you know. Exactly. But we'll see, though. We will see, man. Uh, Derek, what, what DDP, what else you got? Let's see here. Oh, man. You just got another donation. Man, man, floodgates are starting to open. I like this. I like bring, this. Bring the church's money home, man. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh, yes, yeah. yeah. Donate. Donate. Donation. Donation. It's like what it feels like to be law. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see here. So I don't have another set topic on on par right now that I can think of here. Now, when they made the donation, did they leave a line for us to just read out? Because I don't, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys uh, tap dance and making the donation. We'll go ahead and leave a line so we can read He says, Randy Savage is the same size as Larry Johnson, a.k.a. Grandmama. Mama. <laughs> All righty. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dallas offensive line, better get ready. The first two games are no joke, says Jay Pharma D. Yeah, uh, they're so Dallas is going to have their hands full, as, as we were mentioning earlier. Obviously, the Travis Frederick thing, that's going to make it just tougher for them. But, you know, you got to take care of your, your own health and your, obviously, family life and life after football in that case. So no rushing him back. You just got to hope that he can come back. As uh, James was saying, this defensive line looks more deeper than it has and I can't remember the last time we had a defensive line that looked this fierce so if they can get pressure on the quarterback and with that young secondary that we have that looked like they were really coming into their own last year and then you add Chris Richard this defense can be top five could be top three could be you know challenging for that number one spot and that's exactly what they need because if the offensive line isn't going to be 
the strong point of this team, like we said it had to be, then they got to find a way to win games, and it might mean winning lower-scoring games. You got you might have to rely on your defense to get you a couple turnovers or get you an opportunistic turnover somewhere in the team's other team's red zone or something like that. And if that's the case, man, you, you're going to have to find a way to do it, and that's going to be a challenge for Dak because we have not had to ask that much of him prior. And Zeke, he'll have Zeke, but if he doesn't have that same blocking ability for the run game, then it's still going to put a little more on him than it did in 2016. Yeah, man, it's all possible, man. I like like that. I like that analogy. Hell yeah. I have a good one every now and then. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yes, indeed. Let's see. Uh, Jay Farmer is asking if we've talked about the fact that the Giants are now a 3-4 defense. Uh, I have not touched on that. Um, Ah. News to me, I guess. James, you got any uh, thoughts on that? Like just what that could mean as far as the matchup and everything? Man, uh, I don't want to sound cocky, but I guess I kind of don't. I ain't worried about them Giants no more. Um, you know, they have their their players. I really haven't looked looked up on the Giants. I'm gonna keep it real. I've been so consumed with these Cowboys. I got to get back yeah. up on my NFL. Listen, I'm just keep it all the way funky, mm-hmm. real. I had to watch NFL recap games, uh, start getting familiar with all the players again because I'm so consumed with the Cowboys. It's it's hard. You know what I mean? But if you're looking at the whole scheme of things, them being in a 3-4, I'm not worried about that. What does that have anything to do with us? As long as we still do our job and our line blocks the way it should when, and our guys are healthy, we have Ezekiel Elliott, uh, we'll be okay. Um, like I said, I think those receivers, Michael Gallup, if we haven't talked about that, I think he's really getting got a, real, he's got a real good rapport with Dak. I really like when Dak looks at him on them slant patterns because that's a go-to play. How many times have we seen Michael Irvin even when he had Daz guys that were top receivers that – had to go get that money route, was going over the slant, getting that third and five, that third and seven, getting those money routes. And you see already that he's already hit him on a couple routes, and he's looking towards him. And Gallup is not playing like a rookie. He's making those big catches. Those catches that he's making aren't easy catches, and a couple of those catches that he may have been contested. So that's what I, I get excited about because he's showing those same traits that he showed at Colorado State. They're transitioning from the practice field and they're going right onto the game field. And that's what gets you excited moving forward because mm-hmm. you see nothing but trending up with him. Yes, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, you and I have been saying pretty much from the time the Cowboys got him, we feel like he is mm-hmm. going to be the number one receiver on this team. Mm-hmm. I think the only, I think the only kind of maybe difference we have is how soon that happens. I think it happens by end of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you, I don't want to try and put words in your mouth or anything. I think you are a little more optimistic. He might challenge for that sooner, which if that's the case, hell yeah, I'm thrilled with that because that's what this team needs. We liked the Hearns signing as a free agent, but it's not like we liked Hearns and said, okay, Dez is now dispensable. Right. Uh, that was never the idea. The idea was like, okay, he's supposed to compliment Dez, but now that you know Dez is gone now as well, you look at Hearns, you're like, ooh, that's got to be your number one. That's That's a little concerning. But if Gallup can kind of rise up that ranks and be the new number one, yeah, he's not a big guy. He's not Dez. He's six foot, like 200, basically, to a little over maybe. Um, but he, he's not that big of a guy. But he's a guy that is so shifty in how he runs his routes, just very nuanced route runner, wide route tree, strong hands and everything. He had a catch today in practice where he – caught a 30 yard ball going up over the top of basically mossing on, I think it was on Cheeto or maybe it was Byron. It was one of those two. I can't remember which I read that it was, but basically the, the guy who was talking about it there, I think it might've been Todd Archer was saying it was basically his, his most impressive play gallops 
of camp, but maybe even like one of the top two or three most impressive plays that they've seen overall. Yes, indeed, man. So, hey, the guy's proving uh, that he belongs in this NFL, and I, I like to hear that. That's my pet cat, and also my my last year pet cat, number fourteen, uh, uh, Lance Lenore. So, I mean, these guys they doing their thing. It make it harder and harder for teams to say, hey, for this team to say, hey, we're gonna resign Alan Hearn whenever his contract is up, or we're gonna take a good look at uh, T. Will when his contract is up. These guys are proving that they belongs on this team, and I like to hear this stuff. Well, I'll be honest, though. If you see a, if Gallup's is going to be a guy of future, I don't know if a Lance Lenore. I, I know he's he's stepped his game up and he's a good player, but I don't know if he – because he doesn't have that great of a speed. I don't know if he's a – I think he just might be one of those players that he'll make the team and he'll make some splash plays. I don't know if he's a guy that's going to just really do a lot of things mm-hmm. um, with the team because I don't think even right now his spot is still guaranteed. If you had a Noah Brown came back and he showed approved in a couple of games, it would be hard for you to cut Noah Brown over Lance Lenore, and that's a fact. So um, is Lance Lenore reminding you more of a, a Kevin Ogletree? Remember that guy? Yes, that's like, perfect. That's a perfect analogy. That's a perfect analogy. Somebody who perfect. makes the teams, he just flashes here and there, you know. Doesn't really, yeah. but I think even yeah. Ogletree may be better than Lenore, me personally saying that. Wow. I'm, I'm a, I think Ogletree was better. I think – because I seen Ogletree, I think he was a good receiver, had good hands. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, you know, he wasn't nobody special, but he was. He had good hands. He he did, you know, good things. I just, I don't know what Lance Lenore is. I think he's more kind of a a gadget guy, not guy that's really going to do crazy things. He's a try hard guy, gets gets, you know, works really hard. Uh, but you know, when he faces tough competition, I don't know if he's going to really do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like guys can look like that in the preseason. Guys can look like that in practice, but game time when you're playing those top dogs is different. What about Sam Hurd? Remember him? Uh, he, he Give me that analogy. Give me that analogy. Yeah. I'll take that one better. Yeah, yeah, Sam Hurd because he he showed out in one game and he snapped up his leg. <laughs> and you thought <laughs> like you Sam thought, Hurd, <laughs> but but you but and everybody's like, uh oh. But deep down inside, you really knew. Right. He wasn't going to do anything, but right. you were like, uh-oh, come on, Sam Herbert. Deep down inside, yeah. you knew. And when you see the next game, he didn't even do nothing but Jadley Poo. You're like, yeah, that's the Sam Herb we yeah. really know. Yeah. He just had a game. You know what I'm saying? He just had a game. And some of those players have had games uh, like that for us. Uh, but like I said, Lance still, to me, um, I was saying he was guaranteed a spot, but – like I said, if Noah Brown comes back and he's healthy, they're going to like that size more. And, Deont- and Deontay Thompson, even though he hasn't played, he's just now been getting on the practice field. He's six foot and he has speed. And they like that speed and he can play in the slot. And I guarantee you, and Sean J. Lyle likes him. So it's still going to be a battle for Lance these next two couple games. He still has to show and prove because he come, if he comes in this game and drops passes, some other guys do anything, he still might not make the team. No doubt, man. As 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 we about to close this thing out, I know we got some things to do later on. I know uh, DDP said he had to roll roll a bounce out of here. Uh, so, uh, final thoughts, man. What are your final thoughts on this thing? Uh, uh, big game. Uh, just my final thoughts is uh, number one: prayers for Travis Frederick. Uh, get well. Uh, better person than a player. They all say sometimes they say that overstate that too much, but just from me watching him. From afar, he really does look like a good man. And, uh, you know, when you see something like that happen to somebody, you just want them to get better. So that's my biggest concern. Get well, Zach Martin. 
because uh, he had the little knee injury as well. We need him back. And uh, just some things I want to see. I, I wish Jerry would play these guys. I, I wish he still played them. I hope, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, but I want to see what these backups going to do. Please play Rico. Please play him in the first on the first team. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're going to use him for trade value, do something. Please stop playing this little mind game with the, all the fans and the coaches. Stop playing the mind game. Get him out on the field and show what the hell he can do so we can figure this out. Um, and then on the defensive side, I hope that whole first team defense plays because we've been pitching shutouts in that first half against the first two games. So I want to get another shutout. I want to see some sacks. Taco got a sack, but we've been getting close, but no cigar. But I want to see about at least three sacks this game against Arizona because we got to understand Arizona. Who do they have? Sam Bradford? They ain't got nobody. Arizona ain't got nobody right now. They're a team that's rebuilding. So we should have we should be eating on that defensive front. And you know, we've seen time games where we should be eating. Yeah. We don't do it. This yep. is again, okay, not to talk too much, but to me, folks and fellas, this is a game where we look at where this is a game where our defense needs to show what it really is. Right. This is a yes. game. Can I say it again? Hey, well, uh, <laughs> this is the game where our defense, everybody's been talking about the defense. Hell, Chris Carter gave us mad props about our defense. This is the game where our defense needs to show what it's really about. We need to go in there and beat the hell out of the Cardinals in that first half. We need to be getting sacks. need to be in that backfield. Turnovers are possible, but we need to totally dominate them that first half to people understand that these Cowboys defenses for real. And if they go in there struggling, people are going to say the same damn thing about us. Hell yeah. So yeah, we need to need to show up and show out for this defense. Uh, so James, man, tell them about the product, man. Tell them about Silver and Blue Nation, man. Tell them about Big Game James. Tell them what it. Tell them about that, man. Hey, make sure you check us out. Number one, thank you once again for DDP and Law Nation for always giving me the platform on this uh, Thursday evening. Uh, you can check us out, Silver and Blue Nation. We're on Facebook, YouTube. Um, Twitter, Instagram, but we have our show every Sunday on all the platforms, but check us out on YouTube and Facebook live around 3.30 every day, uh, 6, 3.30 to 5, but I believe we're going to be doing it during the game because um, the game is Sunday, so I think we might be doing the show for the game this Sunday, so check us out uh, then. Big Game James, that's who my page is. It's called the Alter Ego, so go out there and check it out. Try to keep it hot. Uh, we go hard, talk about whatever you want. Just don't disrespect, or you will get blocked. For yes, show, for show. Keep it, keep it, keep it friendly. Yeah, rated all fives, baby. Put them five marks up there, yeah, man. Put them fives, but you know what? I stopped doing that because I put a five. Somebody gave me a one. I said, I'm gonna give you what you want. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just gonna be chilling because maybe thought I was being a little pompous out there, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna stay humble. So give what you want, but hey, give a five if you like. There you go. That's what's up. Yes, indeed. The Dallas prospect. Every legend was once a prospect, man. Tell them about that, man. Well, as you guys know, check out the website, thedallasprospect.com, your home for Dallas sports and all things pop culture. Uh, You can find us on Twitter, at Dallas Prospect, also on Facebook, the Dallas Prospect, of course. And uh, if you haven't already, man, subscribe to the channel. What are you doing? You like this? You've, You've stayed with us this long? Go ahead and like the channel. Uh, yeah. You can also find us, support us if you'd like on Patreon or as some very nice gentlemen have done here in the chat tonight. Super Chat works now. That's a new feature we got. So, yeah, uh, support if support us. Everything we get, we put back into the site as far as equipment, as far as software, editors, 
paying contributors. <laughs> I don't know why I tripped up on that word. But uh, yeah, just uh, check us out. And until next time, guys, we'll be back Thursday. I'll be back Sunday, though, for a Mavericks talk. So until then, guys, just remember, every legend was once a prospect. Yes, indeed. Guys, hey, don't forget to hit the notification button. It's down there on the bottom. Once you subscribe to the channel, hit the notification button because you never know when we go live like 95. It is always a pleasure of us talking to you guys about the Cowboys Nation, Cowboys content. Hey, there is a podcast out there, LAW Nation. Follow that podcast. Hit us up. Don't forget to drop a like in the comment sections of whatever we post. That's all the time we have for tonight. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. Salute. We're out. Peace. Good show. Yeah. We'll ride on out of this day, man. You guys know how we go. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. I see y'all. I see you say prime time. Shout out to you, Josh. Carrie <laughs> Teagle, man. Shout out to you, fam. Peace. Yeah.